0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Stephen Gerrard says there's no way Alfredo Morelos will change his style to please other managers Brendan Rodgers speaks about Scott Brown's future and defends Mikel Listig And Lee Griffiths is hoping to be back in a Scotland shirt very soon indeed I'm Gordon Duncan, joining me tonight is Gordon Diel and Roger Hanna And you can't whack a Premiership midweek card, all six games tomorrow night Rangers Top of the Premiership against Aberdeen Still smarting from their Hamden defeat Celtic still celebrating from their Hamden victory Away to Motherwell Four of the top six go head to head as well St Johnson Hart, Kelly Livingston The battle at the bottom What more do you want Gordon? Gordon Dale, the weekend threw up enough talking points To last us a few days yet mm-hmm. And as Roger mentions No time for that because we're straight back into tomorrow's action as well So it is truly all happening Yeah exciting times ahead Gordon uh, Especially in December A lot of games coming up a lot of important fixtures coming up and uh, no better to look forward to than that big one on the 29th of December. But a lot of football will be played before that, starting tomorrow night. Rangers against um, Aberdeen. Derek McInnes will be looking to bounce back. Rangers continue that fabulous run, top of the league. And uh, Motherwell v Celtic, another cracker. So we're in for some great entertainment over the next few days let's hear from you 0141-951-1025 is the number you need and if you would rather tweet then you'll find us at Clyde SSB let's kick off by hearing from Stephen Gerrard he says Craig Levine was wrong to suggest Harps were playing against 13 men because the Rangers support was so good they actually played against 14 Ibrook's boss says he's not bothered about other managers having a problem with Alfredo Morelos and says there is no chance he'll tell the striker to change his style well, Craig's entitled to his opinion, like I am when I speak about Hearts or Aberdeen or whoever it may be. i seen the interview and he said, um, I think we were playing against 13 men, was 13? The only mistake i seen in the interview was 14, because our fans were superb on the day. So, probably 14 they played against. Well, what we'll do then, right, to make all the other managers in the league happy, we'll tell Alfredo not to compete. And we'll tell him to just get kicked from pillar to post from the first minute to the last. And we'll just tell him not to go near anyone. We'll make it non-contact for Alfredo. See if they all like it and then no one will complain. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know the answer to that. That's a, a question for Alfredo. You'd have to ask him if he's made the right decisions um, previously. All I can do is try and create an environment, environment here that he enjoys and that he thrives on. And, and he's certainly doing that so far. But um, for, for any club l- looking over in, into our garden, as you call it, over our fences, if you want our top players, you have to come with top, top money. That's That's... The only message I'll ever say on any of my top players. Roger Hanna, Craig uh, Levine has had his say. Stephen Gerrard responding there. Um, and now we're counting up how many extra men Rangers did or did not have at Tynecastle. Yeah, what a Sunday it was. You know, As well as the football, you've got Levine not happy at Morelos. You've got Zlamal not happy at Arfield. You've got Bobby Madden standing accused of being abysmal, if you quote Craig Levine. Saying he's up against 13 men Madden and his linesman as well And then at Hamden you've got It's either Lustig versus Ferguson Or Lustig versus McInnes Or Lustig versus anyone in red So uh, as we often say The football can be so-so at times Gordon The stories are absolutely fantastic What about Craig Levine's complaints then Gordon At the weekend? I think he's talking absolute nonsense There's another word for it but I won't use it Um, To come out and talk about 13 men 
Yes, he's got an argument that we all know Morelos's goal was offside. Morelos against Berra was a great battle for me. That's what it's all about. If a centre half's prepared to give it, a centre forward's entitled to stand up for himself and be strong. That's what happened. And it was a great battle. It was great to watch. Craig Levine, as a negative manager in my mind, Rangers went down to 10 men, still couldn't put a glove on them, still could not lay a glove on them. And what he does is he deflects everything away from himself at the end of the game and he goes right for the referee. His players go for Morelos, who's quite entitled to do what he's doing and play the way he's playing because it's certainly working for the lad, you've got to say. Derek McInnes then, few hours later, comes out, Aberdeen never looked like winning a cup final and people can give them all the pats in the back about, well, they stopped Celtic playing, they went man-marking, X, Y and Z. Celtic won the cup final on a canter. He comes out, has a go at Lustig and has a go at the referee as well. Did, did Morelos, I, I maybe missed this, does, did Morelos grab any of the Hearts players where he shouldn't have grabbed them because Craig Levine sent a forward did that earlier in the season and Craig Levine seemed to try and laugh that off at the time as did Stephen McLean I'm I'm fed up listening to Craig Levine um, I really am he comes out when he wins which just now is not very often he never opens his mouth he comes out in his press conference he deflects everything away from himself a lot Some, of managers do that yeah, do they not? sometimes you've got to I, can, I would understand if he came out and said look guys we couldn't, you know, for 20 minutes we played quite well today. Rangers then get back into the game and they deserve to win. It was a great performance with the 10 men. We're struggling now, but we're still up there. We've lost key players. I wouldn't mind all that, Gordon. But don't come out with the nonsense. And then we've all got relationships with referees. Throughout the years, I've been in dressing rooms when the referees come in to have a little chat. There have been one or two jokes thrown about. Well, one-liners, nothing much. You don't come out and publicly go against the referee because you've lost the game. Roger Hanna, Alfredo Morelos. I'm there are certain players that come along who invoke a reaction, whatever that reaction is, whether it's a good reaction, a bad reaction, somewhere in the middle. And he's one of them. He just all you have to do is is look at the comments every week to know that he's one of those players that you would love to have in your team and you probably get a bit annoyed if he's playing against you. Yeah, and he's had a few warnings, I believe, this season. Uh, you know, he's had two red cards, one of which was rescinded, the one up at Petodre in the opening day of the league season. Um, I get the impression he's the type of player that you could tell at one minute to three, right, Alfredo, don't do that, son. And at one minute past three, he'll do it anyway. Um, when he celebrates goals in front of away fans... Um, I, I don't particularly like that We've discussed this in the programme before I'm all for celebrating goals But you'd be celebrating with your own fans I don't think he was too clever And he should probably have been booked At that moment after he scored for 2-1 at the weekend But Bobby Madden didn't book him um, He's got away with that one there He's got a suspension still to serve domestically in the league So yes, I see what you mean The Rangers fans love him Because he scored 17 goals this season And he scored 20 or whatever it was last season He has become something of a pantomime villain to other, you know, other fans, opposition fans, I think he's going to have to wise up a bit. Roger, Rangers are sitting top of the league now, and there's two reasons for it. You could maybe say three Rangers fans will shout about Steven Gerrard. In my opinion, the goalkeeper has been a terrific signing. Terrific signing. Best signing that he'll, he'll probably make. And the lad up front, Morelos, he's been different class, Gordon. You've got to give him all the credit 
is going He's been different class He's went up there Yes we've disagreed with some of the things That he's, he's done of course But that's in his nature But the one thing he is And he showed at the weekend He's a handful And he's a very important player for Rangers 01419511025 Let us know what's on your mind uh, Our Twitter is at Clyde SSB Trevor is a Rangers fan from Motherwell What's on your mind tonight Trevor? Yeah, hi there, evening guys, how you doing? Hello oh, Trevor uh, Just a, a couple of wee quick things uh, First of all, I'm just touching on the way the show ended last night uh, With that uh, clown, sorry uh, The road to FIFA uh, Keep it polite Trevor Sorry, sorry but, uh, I don't know how to spell FIFA But anyway, the reason for that being I think they are panicking Panicking big time I can see, you know, like, soon it's all over again No, it's a Liverpool connection, etc But what Gerard's doing, the way he's got the guys going, cracking squad, I think. A couple of additions will be great. A couple of wee predictions. I've got one, I think. Shield Rangers won every game in December. Forget the rapid game in Europe, eh, that would be a bonus. If we won every game in December, I think we'll win that league. I think we'll win a league. And another wee quick one, I'd just like to ask the guys about how they felt with Gerard's eh, press conference here. I watched it and I was actually in tears with laughter. I think is hand on the guys. Excellent. Everything that's thrown at him, he's coming back with everything. He's just stated in fairness, he's had 20 odd years in front of the cameras. The guy's absolutely a revelation for us just now, and I just see us going on, getting better and better, and eventually back where we, where we belong in the Scottish football. Roger, that last point, we'll take that first. That's probably one for you. Yeah, well, listen, I think we're quite fortunate in Scotland. You know, we've got a lot of good managers who are comfortable in front of the TV cameras, in front of the Daily and Sunday newspaper guys, as well as Stephen Gerrard. Brendan Rogers is always comfortable. Craig Levine, um, whether you agree with what he's said in the last couple of days or not, he's always good copy for us. Neil Lennon on the other side of Edinburgh, Derek McInnes. There's Tommy Wright, who was the Premiership Manager of the Month today, is good as well. So we're in a, we're in a very good position that we've got a lot of managers who speak their mind, speak openly, speak honestly, and speak well. Um, going back to the first point from Trevor on the last call last night, Chris from Stevenson. This is the, the chap who wrote to FIFA complaining of a, an anti-Celtic bias. Look, I'll just play it within... since, you, since you brought it up. <laughs> Let's remind ourselves. And what we're seeing here on a weekly basis now, and uh, some unhealthy bias towards Rangers shown by the Scottish official. I wrote to FIFA. After the three incidents at the start of the season, you did what? Sorry, I get in touch with the Scottish FA. They to later FIFA. got back to me saying that they in touch with the Scottish FA and granted at their request. You wrote regarding, to FIFA. How do you even go about that, guys? Wait a minute. Regarding the, the, the understanding that it was excessive force, there were three incidents in, in Celtic games or games against Celtic where excessive force was used, and, and the referees took no action. I don't know if Chris knows this Chris I hope you're listening But I don't know if you're on social media But you, you're famous you, You've actually made it you, Twitter exploded last night it's in, the, it's in newspapers It's everywhere You're the talk of the town Chris So there we go Roger Hannah well, All I could think of after the call Was the lady or gent In the front office at FIFA Opening the letter and shouting through Mr Infantino It's Chris from Stevenson He's claiming there's a, a, a bias against Celtic Over in Scotland and Gianni Infantino shouting through ho, ho, I'm not touching that with a pole Send that into Ian Maxwell <laughs> Send it to Hugh Evans, more like uh, Gordon Dale, what about Trevor's football point In terms of the, this month What it could mean for Rangers um, And, and the, the sort of implications going forward If they win all their games Which of course would be a big ask as well Yes, and you've got to imagine that Leading up to the 29th of December Because that is a big game 
that Celtic fans will be confident that Celtic won all their games. So that leaves us with an absolute cracker. Um, there's difficult ones in there, of course there are. Uh, tomorrow night at home to Aberdeen. Um, I think they will win that because after watching Aberdeen against Motherwell at Fir Park, watch them in the cup final on Sunday, I don't think Aberdeen offer the same threat as they used to. Rangers playing at home, I think will win that and I think they'll win it comfortably. Uh, they've got teams like Hibs away, they've still, I think, Kilmarnock to play as well. They've got a few few tough games, but they're capable of winning them, especially with the foreigner. And I think they'll take great confidence because every player will tell you that's played at Tynecastle. The one thing they will always say is it's a real difficult place to go and get a result. Rangers went there on Sunday, take their first 20 minutes, 25 minutes. When they get back in the game 1-1, they were only going to be one winner and they still won with 10 men. You can't get any more confidence mm. in that. So the build-up to this big one is is going along quite nicely. Celtic, on the back of winning another cup, go to Fir Park. Difficult place to go, but still think they'll win that. Craig Levine says he's angrier now than he was at the weekend after Bobby Madden's display against Rangers at St Castle. The Jambos boss is rejecting claims that he made a personal attack on the official, but he says his full focus is now on the game against St Johnson. Yeah, that's, I still feel the same way. Very much. Uh, in fact, probably when I, when I look back and I probably feel even angrier than I did at the weekend. But I've got something to focus on tomorrow night. I'm probably even angrier when when I even when you get ex referees who who come out and and uh, and just talk rubbish, you know, um, to, to say that I had a personal attack on Bobby. I, I, I wasn't talking with. Bobby's character or his, as a person he's a, he's a great guy but as a professional performance that's completely different uh, and I think I'm entitled to do that that was then this is now I've got a game to focus on uh, tomorrow night um, I'm happy to answer one or two questions about that but as far as I'm concerned I made my point and uh, I want to concentrate now on, on the game against St Johnston Scott's a Celtic fan in Barmulloch hi Scott Alright guys, how you doing? Good thanks Scott Just, just a quick one um, Stevie Gerrard He's been in Scotland five minutes He's lost how many league games has he lost? One? The one? Two? Two 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 He's lost one cop tie Right? Mm-hmm. He's had very little, com- very little to complain about in the matches he's lost Yet he's out every single week complaining about something I wonder what it's going to be like when he gets a dodgy decision against him like we did in the cup final to do his fair treble or when, when uh, George Cadet wasn't allowed to be registered by an SFA official that cheated. Um, this guy, I mean, he's constantly, constantly bleating about nothing. What, what, complaint in, what complaint in particular are you on about, Scott? Just in general. I mean, he's, he's a, are there any that, that stick out? Well, well I'm going to go with the, the, the one that to me it shouldn't have, that, that, that didn't happen and should have and, let, and basically just say look it's, if we, we keep getting told oh, it's what goes around town around all even itself is it McGregor twice this season he's booted people and twice this season he's got away with it twice don't seem moaning about that do we all I'm saying is the guy seems to have an issue why would they moan about that Scott sorry why would Stephen Gerrard moan about that well it was a wrong decision wasn't it he should have been sent off in your opinion, Scott? Oh, wait a minute. Guy's lying in the deck and he kicks him. That's not a sending off. 
Come on, uh, guys. Well, Come I mean, on. we're back there. I didn't expect any calls on 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 those incidents in particular tonight. That we're sort of a couple of months down the line, but carry but, on. But all teams, Scots having a go at Stephen Gerrard. This since Sunday, I've not heard them come out morning. Looking, he's looking forward to the game. He's trying to make sure his players are focused. Uh, I think he handles the press very well, Gordon. Scott talks about you know decisions. Well. <sighs> Celtic got a massive decision that was never a penalty kick on on Sunday. They probably had one or two other decisions uh, gone for them that probably shouldn't. Yeah, on you go, so, Scott. So on you I, go. Th- I think all clubs Gordon. get it, Gordon. On you go, Scott. Right, Gordon. Mm-hmm. Well, why are you bringing up our decisions? I wasn't complaining. Here was Brendan Rodgers. Derek McKinnon's complaint. Do you know something? I've heard Doris Aberdeen done this and that, that on Sunday. How many saves did Scott Bean have to make? You didn't hear off of me because I thought Aberdeen were. Atrocious They didn't wear oh, a glove in Celtic Celtic it, Celtic exactly. won the cup by a canter Scott So you never heard that from me I didn't, I didn't see you I was just talking in general Gordon Okay I Scott How many people said That um, that, uh, that Aberdeen had done particularly well What a lot of rubbish What a lot of rubbish If that's a team coming to a cup final And bringing all these fans down now The Celtic fans moaned about Aberdeen bringing their fans down They did They brought their fans down They came down They sold their tickets well done to them But they must feel cheated To watch their team get out And let's be honest We 10 and 11 men behind the ball For the whole 90 minutes Even when they were getting beat one nothing. I didn't see any great cavalry charges I didn't see balls getting launched into the area I didn't see any, anybody really panicking Matter of fact The closest they came to scoring the goal Was your own player well, I mean Roger You can see where Gordon's coming from In terms of Aberdeen Should have offered more But at the end of the day I mean, it, it finished one nil. There was all this talk before the game. Every prediction we took that it was going to be three and four and this, and yeah. that it was going to be an absolute walkover. Aberdeen did what they could to stifle Celtic, and it wasn't enough on the day. As to be honest, it probably should be with the squad Celtic have got yeah, compared and, to the squad and, Aberdeen and have got. To, so to go back to Scott's first point about Stephen Gerrard on the first day of the league season when Morelos was sent off at Petodre, Stephen Gerrard said a silly, ill-informed remark about. Referees being against Rangers for many years I don't know who put the notion in his head But he said it anyway And I think very probably after he'd said it He probably regretted it to be honest with you um, He doesn't buy into a lot of it When the club were putting out statements About Willie Collum in the wake of Candace's red card at St Mirren um, Stephen Gerrard distanced himself from that He said no 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 I think Willie Collum's a decent referee you know So contrary to what Scott's saying With the glaring exception of that date Put audio back in August I don't actually think Stephen Gerrard has moaned much You know Brendan Rodgers doesn't moan much either They just tend to get on with it 01419511025 Let's hear from you And we will hear from Brendan Rodgers After the travel with Amber Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Compensation. They know the score. Talk to Thompson's.com. Roger Hanna and Gordon DL here with me, Gordon Duncan, and tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Let's hear from you. You can give us a call or you can send us a tweet at Clyde SSB. We're going to hear from David, who's a Celtic fan on the line in just a second. Let's hear from Brendan Rogers first. He's insisting Scott Brown still has a huge role to play at Celtic. The captain is out of contract at the end of the season. He started Sunday's um, final on the bench, of course, but Rogers says, quite simply, it was very hard to change a winning team. They've been playing very, very well. I felt that the game for one or two of the players coming back was just a game too early. But listen, there's no doubt Scott Brown's a very important player for us. You know, I think people have been trying to write him off uh, from when I first came in here. 
and he's he's proven to be an outstanding player for me and a, and a great captain. So uh, he still has a big role to play for me and um, and as the team in general, that, that there'll be changes within it, of course. But uh, but now that the team played very well, and then Scott used his experience coming into the game late on to um, to ensure we closed the game out. Yeah, I thought he would play um, a part in Sunday, Gordon. From oh, the bench. hold on, hold on a second. You were adamant he was going to start the game. <laughs> I think it was Mr. Hanna was in. Um, no, no, I, I, I only well, said it was. It was both. You, I you, you only just, said they would just spark yeah. the bait. You just spark the bait in the mm. show. The you, back you, of two. Everyone else was adamant he wouldn't. You just thought that he would. That's fine. I accept that. But you, yeah. you were adamant. I was confident. I mean, God. you were you were throwing some bad language around was, and everything. I was, and, and I apologised to everyone concerned. Uh, disgraceful behaviour from me. Um, I think you'll play tomorrow night. So I'm, I'm just curious. So I'm, I'm I'm wondering if I got w- the wrong days. W- were you given information that Scott Brown was going to play, and and your source didn't come through? Because I'm just wondering why you were so sure. I was just thinking the way the fact that the captain come back, come on in the Thursday night game. Is that a no to my question about the source? I'm not telling you. Okay, uh, but um, <clears throat> they've got Motherwell and then at home to Kilmarnock. At the weekend So I'm sure Scott He's going to start one of them He's going to well, start right, yeah okay. I think he'll start well, tomorrow really night. It was a right decision Because Celtic won the game mm-hmm. And One of the players we thought Might be vulnerable If Scott Brown was coming back I.e. Ryan Christie Scored no, the goal No I said I'd so, never leave Christie So Brendan Rodgers got it right um, I think he will rotate And I think that'll mean Not just Brown getting time And Cham will get time Griffiths I think Will get time in some games To give Edward a bit of a rest Don't be surprised to see, you know, maybe even the likes of a Johnny Hayes or a Lewis Morgan getting match time before the end of the calendar month, and of course with Boyata in the sidelines, it now mm. means Samunovic back into <laughs> yeah, the team. Yeah, Dedrick Boyata certainly does look set to miss next week. Crunch Europa League tie against Salzburg. He did limp off, remember, with a hamstring injury that followed the head knock, but it was the, ham- the hamstring injury which could keep him out of that game. A huge game coming up. Uh, Brendan Rodgers also though had his say after Aberdeen boss Derek McInnes, remember, accused Mikel Lustig of goading his players. Uh, Roger says that could not be further from the truth. Yeah, I was a bit confused on the Mika one. I watched the the incident in that again because I know that Mika's not like that. He's not like that as a as a player. You know when he plays, and I think our team as a whole, you know, our conduct and and our sport and behaviour on the the pitch is very good. And I think everything will point towards that how we how we play and uh, our discipline within the game. Um, yeah. I think late in the game, it looked like it was the end of the game. Uh, and if you watch the, the clips of it, uh, the referee blows the whistle. And uh, I think Mika celebrates thinking that that was the end of the game. But there wasn't, there was still a little bit more game uh, to be played. So th- there's maybe a confusion there in terms of what he actually did and celebrate at that point. But he definitely wasn't uh, golden the player or being disrespectful. Um, so no, I, I think my players, the because it's something I always speak to them I want them to be aggressive I want them to play with real intent but uh, but like myself as a manager I don't get involved with players on the side you know my focus is on the game you know I don't go gold players if they're taking a throw in or I don't uh, make comments to them you know I'm involved in the game and uh, and like I say there'll always be banter between players on the field but but that's where it should stay David's a Celtic fan and Kerfin on the line. David, um, just on that Dedrick Boyata news, likely at the moment to miss the tie against Salzburg. How big a worry is that for you? Obviously, a big worry. The partnership uh, him and uh, Benkovic have formed has been what we've been looking for really for the start of the season. And 
that going to be broke up for for any time. It's going to be mm. going to be a problem for Celtic. I would I would I would, I would think that maybe Sivinovic might be the chance to come in and form a partnership with his um, his wee brother. Yes, yeah, I saw that quote. Is that the likely solution yeah. to this one? I mean, yeah. Christopher Ayer's obviously fighting back to full fitness. Um, I mean, is, is it Simunovic's yeah, chance? Yeah, I think so. I do agree with David. I think the strongest partnership is Boyata in there. Uh, but, you know, the reports are coming about that he probably will be sold in January, If uh, obviously if he doesn't sign that new contract. So Celtic will need to start looking for another partnership. Uh, I think he's the best option just now. I really do. I think he would be best uh, suited uh, for a partnership with Benkovic, who's been excellent. So I, I think they will start tomorrow night at Fur Park, but don't hold me to that one until oh, I get, I've my t- lesson, t- you get my information. And well, it, and Saminovic will start without a doubt. Saminovic and Benkovic will be the two who will go through. Um, they will play tomorrow night at Fur Park. They will play at home to Gomanic at the weekend. I would think they will play against Salzburg next Thursday night because it doesn't look as if Boyata is going to be back in the team. Just going back to the point earlier on, Gordon, about, about the goading or the, you know, what Brendan Rodgers was talking about in the audio, if I was a Celtic player, I would go with Aberdeen players because quite clearly it gets under their skin. We've seen it in the past. Graham Shinney bites every time Scott Brown's anywhere near him. Um, now it's Lewis Ferguson and Derek McInnes who seem to be biting at the Mikel Lustig thing. And if I'm a Celtic player, I'm thinking, let's, let's get in among them. Let, let's noise them up a wee bit because they react... And it takes away from what they're doing on the pitch. David, you want to come back in? I um, just before I actually make my point, I, I, I'm sitting in my home counter, and then I mean, I think the Celtic lack of honour may have affected the person that deals with the coloury Christmas lights going through her thin because in his wisdom, they're blue and white, white, right through her thin. So he must be a, not a fan of post-match celebrations. The guy makes decisions on the light at Christmas time. Couldn't possibly yeah. comment It's quite quite close you're, you're, you're quite close to where I live Maybe I'll go and check that out And what it does remind me about David Is something that really bothered me Before we came on air Roger Hanna I'll share this one with everyone There is not a single thing In Gordon DL's house Which would tell you That it's Christmas He doesn't have a tree He has never had a Christmas tree No cards No decorations Nothing What a Scrooge I'm not a Scrooge It's, it's for the kids I'm an adult I don't need Christmas trees And Stuff like that. Just you don't even own a Christmas tree. No, I or don't. Any no. t- type no. of decoration. No, not one. Wow. And I want you to respond to to Trevor from Motherwell earlier on. Okay. Um, I'm one of them that he was describing earlier on a Celtic supporter, assuming assuming then, um, who was quaking in my boots at the revolution across the city to the team after what? Um, having a laugh. I mean, we're double treble winners. Um, we're already won the league up We've played rounds of once this season, dominated them, give or take a game in hand. We're right at where we, where we need to be at this, type, this time of the season. Do you genuinely believe that Celtic supporters are quite in our um, That's deleted in my mind. Um, I did, think Celtic did, did are you, where we really want to be now. I mean, the last couple of seasons, even however strong our form has been at the start, I've been, I've been up with us within a title race at Christmas to the last few seasons. Um, so Celtic are where we want to be. We're right at the top, ready to just push on after after New Year. Um, and Trevor needs to just wake up and smell oh, coffee. You sit uh, out with the, the blue Christmas lights in Carfin, David. You sound quite calm and quite happy about the whole situation. You picked up in Trevor. Nothing the previous caller, Scott, did sound a bit wound up, though, about Rangers being top of the league. 
Christmas lights are maybe interfering with David's signal because it's not, it's not the best line. We could certainly hear what he was saying, Gordon. Um, I don't. I have no idea who is quaking in their boots and who is not. David says he's not fine. Um, it certainly sounds like we've got the beginnings of a competition on at least. Yeah, we have, and it's exciting, Gordon. And uh, I know that Hearts got off to a great start, but I don't think anybody believed that they could continue that. Uh, someone had to hold on to Celtic, and Rangers have been able to do that. I know that uh, Celtic have got that game in hand We'll put them top of the league if they win it again But Rangers are doing everything that's been asked of them And the fans are excited by it They like the look of the team They like the way the manager's going about his business They've got a goalkeeper who is absolutely terrific They've got a striker who's playing in You know, probably the best he's played Since he arrived at Ibrox Scoring goals and being a handful They've got some decent players in that team And if they can just keep winning what an exciting day we are going to have here on the uh, 29th of December because that's when it will really tell, Gordon, I think. And if Rangers, if Rangers fans are excited, it's simply because they haven't been in this position for seven years, Gordon. You know, at leading the league in December. Seven years since they've been here. That's why they're getting excited. But as Dan says, they should only really be getting excited if we reach 6.37pm on Saturday, mm. December 29th. And they're still top of the league Stephen and Coatbridge What do you think? Uh, good evening guys um, So the, as I say The supporters of the Rangers International Club Can enjoy the moment You know the Hearts fans Have been enjoying the last few months Well top of the league And uh, we always knew Celtic supporters always knew The bubble would burst uh, At Tynecastle And it's going to happen uh, We won our game in hand We're top of the league again And I just fell about laughing yesterday When I was watching I watched both games I watched the, the the game with Hearts first, and I was absolutely howling watching Gerard and backroom staff and the players celebrate at the end of that game. You know they've won nothing yet, and uh, looking at them, you think they'd won the league. Uh, so the pain's going to be even greater. Long may they continue with their celebrations, because the, the pain's going to be greater when we get back to uh, normality uh, and get fun, which we will do because this Celtic team are outstanding. You know every game that we need to win, we raise a game. Brendan Rodgers has done a brilliant job. He's equaled Jock Steen's record of seven consecutive titles and trophies, and he's going to go on it. And I, thought that, was, that I thought that was Walter Smith that did that, Stephen. Well, Jock Steen, I think it was Jock Steen, First, was it? the last okay. Celtic manager ah, to, right, to, to win that amount of consecutive trophies and cups. Mm. So he's going, he's going to equal Jock Steen, he's going to better Jock Steen's record, and that, that's without a doubt because we're on our way to treble treble. That, that's, that's, we've got the, the first one out the road. Uh, the Scottish Cup You know I mean I can't see anybody Beating us in the league As I say We just seem to lift our game For all Just now we're playing Outstanding football We've had a couple of key players Missing during that spell And they're coming back So It's a case of Who do we play that, That's the big thing For, for Brendan who do, who do we play Do we play Scott Brown do, do we keep Young McGregor Who's done a fantastic job mm. In there So we've got plenty of options And come January You know I hear Gerard today Was saying they're going to Go out and buy in January well, what I'll say is, for every fiver that they spend, you'll spend a tenner. Okay, you've thank- got the money to do it. Thank you to Stephen in Coat Bridge. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. I'm running a bit late. It's time for this. Cash for kids. Mission Christmas in 
partnership with Wholesale Domestic Bathrooms Hillington. Caring about children in Glasgow and the West. Right, what an incredible prize we have for you to win And you can make a difference to local children in Glasgow and the West at the same time What's not to like? Thanks to Arnold Clark, we have a brand new car to be won Gordon Dale, you needed one of these recently, oh. you're too late We've got a brand new car to be won It's a 6 to 8 plate, 5 door white Renault Clio Now to win, you need to have a G, M L P A K A or F K or DG at the start of your postcode And all you need to do is so simple Text the word CAR to 84902 That's CAR to 84902 You might as well go and do it just now The text costs your standard network rate Plus a voluntary £5 donation Every single penny of that goes to Cash for Kids The lines close at 5.45 on Thursday night For the full details on the car Plus the T's and C's The online entry as well Go to Clyde1.com That's Cash for Kids Emission Christmas With Wholesale Domestic Bathrooms Hillington Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, a team that gets results every week. Talk to Thompson's.com. Roger Hanna and Gordon DL are here with me, Gordon Duncan, and tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Still plenty of time for you to get involved. We're here until 8 o'clock, so give us a call or send us a tweet at Clyde SSB. Um, I mean, if you want to tweet about football, that would be brilliant. But Jim Piper, I just like because he says that he's calling you Dazza the Red Nosed Well fan at this <laughs> festive time of year, since you don't put any Christmas decorations up. I quite like that. Dazza the Red Nosed Well fan. Okay. No, I don't. Will you be in your usual season ticket seat tomorrow night? Yes, uh, Mushroom and I are going along Oh, a bit yeah, of homework We're, we're okay. doing a bit of homework nice. um, We're going along to Fur Park tomorrow night So I'll mm. be looking forward to a good game The two you, the, those half and half scarves Half Motherwell, half Celtic When you go together for a game like that, that I suppose that, that's, a, that's a very good point, Roger oh. um, Unfortunately, no yeah, I think that's something we could look into I'm sure someone at the club would be more than happy to help out 01419511025 on the phones Scott is a Rangers fan from Clyde Bank Just along the road Hi Scott How we doing guys? All good thank you um, I've got a couple of points to make tonight The first one is about first one is about Stephen Gerrard mm-hmm. oh, I think Scott's put us on hold Putting our Maybe pens in Other places to be Scott are you with us? I'm still with you guys. Yeah, I think you put us on hold. It's all right though. I won't hold I, it against I you. Know, I had another call coming in. I thought you. <laughs> right, <on> you go. <laughs> Stephen Gerrard, that was the last we heard from you. Stephen Gerrard, I think he's got Celtic fans battled this season. Um, it's two days since Celtic won the seventh domestic trophy, and both nights there's been callers on going about Stephen Gerrard. There was the one last night who who wrote to FIFA, who I think after the anti Niemi is finished, is, uh, might be my second favourite, second favourite phone in clips of all time, really. And then there's a guy on earlier as well who was saying that Stephen Gerrard is moaning all season. And the incident that he, he brought up when you asked him was about um, Alan McGregor and the kick-out. But he seems to remember Alan McGregor, uh, Stephen Gerrard came out after that and says it was blatant. He would have had no complaints if McGregor got sent off. And that um, he would speak to McGregor about it. So I don't know what more Gerrard could have done there. Well, listen, this is great. This is like... Old times I was speaking to someone yesterday And I was explaining to them that They were asking me If I can take to my day job About newspaper sales And I was saying Yesterday morning Is a fantastic day For newspaper sales Because Celtic fans are happy And Rangers fans are happy And that never happens Gordon <laughs> Celtic fans are happy Because they've won the Betfred Cup Rangers fans are happy Because they're top of the league again And they all want to buy the newspapers And read about it It doesn't happen very often But when it does happen you get a situation like this where the Rangers fans are coming on saying Celtic are running scared. The Celtic fans are coming on saying we're not running scared at all. We don't like that, Stephen Gerrard. 
So it's like all the old days, and long may it continue. And now and we've got we've got the third interpretation from Tony on Twitter, who says Celtic fans stop phoning in and telling them we aren't scared. Let them believe it's the hope that kills them. So there there is there is yeah. more there are, listen, there are layers to this. Roger Stephen said a minute ago, but listen, it's fantastic that we have what on the fourth of December looks to be a long running title race. Mm. I tend to think. Celtic will win it because of the resources at their disposal but you just never know you never know what Rangers are going to do through all these fixtures in the month of December what they might do in terms of signings in January what Celtic might do in terms of signings for January we're all just shooting in the dark at the minute as to what's going to happen but sitting here on the 4th of December it's terrific because Rangers haven't been in this position for 7 years and whether Celtic fans are running scared or Celtic fans are supremely confident at the minute the Celtic fans are looking up the table at Rangers And perhaps it comes down to expectation Gordon Go back Take any time frame you want A couple of months Into the summer Certainly last season No one would have Predicted the league table To look the way it does On the 4th of December And that, that's That's not a controversial statement I think all parties would agree in that Maybe even Rangers fans Yes Everybody knows Celtic have that game in hand They win it They go top But perhaps the the way the table looks at it, I mean, you for one wouldn't have expected that at this stage, would you? No, not at all. And uh, that's well done to Rangers. Because when you bring in the 15 new players, Gordon, in the summer, it's very difficult to knit that all together in a short space of time. And you're going up against a team with Brendan Rodgers at the helm that have not, you know, won every trophy, seven there at the weekend. So it's always going to be a big, big ask. And that's why I think looking just now, and Roger said there, a 4th of December, Rangers are sitting at the top of the table. That's why Rangers supporters are delighted with the progress mm. because they firmly believe they are so far in front of where they thought they were going to be. And it's exciting. And going back to, you know, the, the way managers speak, the two managers I think speak very well on behalf of their clubs are Stephen Gerrard and Brendan Rogers. I think they're the best in the business at it. And I know Stephen Gerrard's just new into management, but he handles that side very, very well, as does Brendan Rodgers. He's a master at it. So I don't know why people... Yeah, they'll have their off days when they'll moan about one or two things, but in general, I think their comments are very, very fair. And here's one for you, Daz. If Aberdeen win at Ibrox and Celtic drop points at Fug Park tomorrow night, come on, it could be top of the league by 10 o'clock tomorrow night. <laughs> <laughs> funny, funny you should mention that Because Scott You did want to Give honourable mention To Kilmarnock Didn't you Because they deserve it Yeah uh, What you're talking about With the strength Of Scottish football I mean a lot of that Is down to Stephen Gerrard He's a Celtic With 15 points clear Nobody would be talking about it But when you look at Neil Lennon and Derek McInnes Who seem to have gone backwards Since last season Hearts who seem to have been Gone backwards Since two months ago Stephen Clark Doesn't seem to get mentioned a lot Kilmarnock mm -hmm. Don't seem to get mentioned a lot Kilmarnock could be going To a game at Celtic Park And the start of December Ahead of Celtic in the league And nobody can tell me The last time that happened Nobody See I think that's yeah, European football I certainly yeah. can't uh, Tell you that's for sure Off the top of my head There's no doubt about it Gordon The record is just incredible Yeah that's where It's I, not even It's not even really form anymore Because You're talking about Over when did Stevie Clark It's over a year 13 months so 13 months I mean that's not just form that, That's just That's just the way they are now Yeah and you can look back At Aberdeen You can look back at Hearts You can look back at Hibs Saying well they lost Big players so did Kilmarnock They've not got the budgets near That Hibs, Hearts and Aberdeen have got And everybody's making out and I mean Malumbu was arguably the, Arguably their best player last yeah, season yeah. He's no longer there The Chris Boyd they have at the moment Is um, 
Not quite the Chris Boyd of, of last season either He's been used more sparingly Another year older Did he just Gordon? keep adapting And that's that's the point I'd like to go back to When you talk about Everyone saying Well Celtic really With the squad they had And Aberdeen tried to make it A decent cup final Everybody was predicting 3-0 I think that's absolute nonsense To say well They should be Have a look at Kilmarnock Have a look at their budget Have a look at their players The organisation that Stevie Clark Has got down there is terrific they're punching well above their weight and they're not frightened of playing hmm. Celtic or Rangers away from home. I mean, I would agree, but, but that doesn't... The does. <laughs> ah, that's a fair but that, that doesn't mean that everybody can punch above their weight because someone else is. That's always a that's always a bit of a flawed logic, is it not? But but that it's not the case I mean, of shows everybody, it can be done. everybody comes out with an excuse after they get beat saying, well, hold on a minute. Celtic have got a far bigger no, but, budget no, but, but Far it, better no, players But it does to an extent because And a one-off game because, cup final Because on one hand If you're acknowledging What Kilmarnock are doing As being mm-hmm. exceptional Out of the ordinary Above and beyond Then how can you expect well, you Everyone at, else to you, do it Well, you, well Livingston level But again Livingston All you're doing is well. picking Isolated and incidents and of St. people St Johnson St Johnson Ma- Manager of the month Manager of the but month That's what I'm saying <laughs> But what I'm saying I'm talking about the logic Of the argument Exactly But you can't just but point the, to teams Who are punching above their weight And then use that as proof That everybody should punch Above their weight No that but you can't work. just po- uh, You can't point to the, On the other hand You can't point to teams And say well They're not punching Above the weight That's fine I'm talking about I'm a one off, sure Yeah anyway, I'm okay. talking about A one off cup final On Sunday against Celtic Aberdeen are getting Pats in the back because everybody thought 3 4 nil. I don't think they're getting pats on the back yeah, There just has to be an understanding of Where they are in comparison to Celtic But, but go back to my point Same with Kamara Oh my goodness We're going around in circles here Like okay so let's right, leave What we do have though We've got a really good competitive league If you'd said at the start of the season Hibs would be down in 8th place With the type of team you know That Neil Lennon was building You, you would be surprised at that Aberdeen are only 7th If two of those What you might call a big 5 Outside the top half of the table So you know Livy are doing well St Johnson are doing well Kilmarnock are doing Terrifically well up there But again The 4th of December It's come down to It's The two Glasgow teams at the top As Craig Levine might say It's a natural order Thank you to Scott and Clybank It's time for this Beat the pundit With goals in the Scottish Sun The SPFL and EPL Latest every Monday Wednesday and Saturday 0141 That's the number you need And you need it right now If you want to play tonight's Beat the Pundit Roger Hanna and Gordon DL Are both ready to take you on So if you fancy it Do it quick Because you only have Until the news At 7 o'clock Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors A team that gets results Every week Talk to Thompson's.com Roger Hanna and Gordon DL Are here with me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard We're going to hear from Lee Griffiths He's back in the Celtic team of course And he's been speaking About that absence From the Scotland squad It was the The subject of much debate On this show And others like it In the recent months We're going to get the view Of Lee Griffiths As soon as we finish this the Pundit With goals in the Scottish Sun The SPFL and EPL Latest every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday Time for Beat the Pundit Roger Hanna and Gordon Dale are standing by One of them is going to take on Andy Who's a Rangers fan from Royston How are you tonight Andy? 
I'm doing well, lads. How are you guys? Yeah, all good. Hi, thanks, Andy. Andy. Well, Gordon Deal's not doing well, and you won't be surprised to hear, Andy, he has been moaning and moaning and moaning. How many weeks in a row have you played on a Tuesday? Four. Right, but I mean, five, five. I, I toss the coin every Tuesday, yeah. so I, I don't I'm know what you want me I'm to do. I'm undefeated apart from away from home at Hamden, which so, wasn't a good venue for me. So I'm going to toss the coin again, and if it's you, yeah, no moaning, just play. Get on with I've it. Don't to. bring it up next week. I'm, I'm, that's what I'm here There's for. There's a fifty-fifty chance. Heads, it's Roger Hanna. Tails, it is Gordon Diel. Heads, it's Roger Hanna. You're off the hook, Gordon. Finally, you'll Good maybe luck, give Andy, him peace. Right, I'm going to give, give Roger some Clyde too. Make sure he doesn't know what we are saying, and get your clock up and running. Andy, you've got thirty seconds to go head to head with Roger. You can pass. Here's your chance to beat the pundit. You ready? Yep. How many points are Dundee on in the Scottish Premiership? Eight. Who were the runners-up in last year's Challenge Cup in Scotland? Um, Dumbarton. Name any team in the Scottish Premiership who've only won the Scottish Cup once. Aberdeen. Who won November's Premiership Manager of the Month award? Um, it would have been... Quick. Sugar. Um, Pass it. Pass. Got, who's bottom of the Scottish Championship? Take your Dumbarton. time Think about it Say that again Dumbarton Okay That was a shocker tonight No Alison let's go, You never know Let's go through them Some tricky ones in there Roger Hanna Are you with us? Yeah one of Daz's favourites A bit of blondie and Clyde too Oh he was banging on In the office about Who was it? Ingobert wasn't it? Yeah number one Number he one is. Ingobert Humperdinck's number one <laughs> According to Gordon I don't know I don't even know if that's true And he was He wouldn't show up about it Oh so. good. You should hear him He'll do Please release me in the karaoke <laughs> Please don't I think is a More appropriate Gordon are you ready? Yeah go Because I'm not playing Oh, Roger, sorry, it's a structure. <laughs> if you My want. apologies. Right, Roger, are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Right, let's do it. How many points are Dundee on in the Premiership? Five. Who were the runners up in last year's Scottish Challenge Cup? Dumbarton. Name any team in the Scottish Premiership who've only won the Scottish Cup once. Pass. Who, who won November's Premiership Manager of the Month award? Tommy Wright. Who's bottom of the Scottish Championship? Which Italian team did Arthur Boric join after leaving Celtic? Fiorentina. Which Portuguese club did Daniel Candeas start his playing career with? Benfica. Okay. Pass. Andy, I'll tell you one thing. I don't know if you've won or not, but I've never heard Roger Hanna pass, pass before. Passed before. I don't think you've passed this season. I don't think you've passed this See, I'm season. I'm all myself in Daz's career. I never pass. <laughs> well, that's true. Right, okay, let's go through them and we'll find out how many points are done, Dion, in the Premiership. Uh, you've added an extra win on Andy. It is five, so Roger gets that one. Andy, I'm impressed with this because it takes a bit of recall. You knew that Dumbarton were the runners up in the Scottish Challenge Cup last year. So did Roger, though, so it goes 2 1. Name any team in the Scottish Premiership who've won the Scottish Cup only once. Gordon TL, any ideas? Dundee, Motherwell, or Kilmarnock? Dundee? Yeah. Or St Johnson? Oh. Of course, yeah. So, like I say, I don't remember Roger Hanna passing, but he did on that occasion. It's still 2 1 to him. It goes 3 1 because Tommy Wright won the Premiership Manager of the Month. And Andy, that was the one that just threw you. You spent so much time. I know, on I know. And we couldn't recover after that. Bottom of the Championship is. Partick Thistle So it's 4-1 Roger Hanna It goes 5-1 uh, Fiorentina Arthur Boric That's where he went After leaving Celtic The Portuguese club That Daniel Candea Started his playing career with Is Porto, Porto. Ah. You say that with such I, I knew that Confidence God. did yeah. you? Yeah You've been following his career For quite some time No no I just knew that I knew that Sure uh, 5 to Roger Hanna And 1 to you Andy I thought the one you got Was a cracking answer But 
Unfortunately No, he is a legend When it comes to Beat the Pundit Well played Roger <laughs> Thank you Good Andy man, Andy That was Andy and Royston You'll have your chance On Beat the Pundit tomorrow night How would you have fared? Oh easy Andy, Andy, so. Andy saying Roger's a legend Andy get one It's not really hard to beat Andy well, You only get one now. He's not even here to defend himself I know. How many would you have got? I would have got about four there But I'll tell you All credit to him I wouldn't have got the bar yeah, yeah, no. What an effort that was Anyway Okay Same time tomorrow For Beat the Pundit 01419511025 If you want to join us And that's the number you need right now For the phones You can tweet at Clyde SSB um, But let's get right back in About today's football news We've been hearing from Lee Griffiths And um, He's been speaking about that withdrawal From the Scotland squad Remember the um, Before the last double header In the end Scotland got the job done But of course there was a what of question marks about who would play up front in those games for Scotland. Let's hear from Lee Griffiths, and he says he had to put up with quite a lot during that period. You could say it was brave, but a lot of people didn't agree with that. Um, but you know, I had to take the abuse I got on the chin and do my work working here. It was unfortunate I was ill and injured at the same time, but you know, I've came back stronger and you know, I'm ready to kick on. It's always difficult when when people want to question it, but I've I've said time and time again that there's no bigger honour in, in football than representing your country, and I'm still the same. I still feel the same and you know I was looking at the draw for the, the Euro 2020s as well so you know I've got a, a good group for that and hopefully I'm involved I think everybody goes through dark times when they're injured obviously when they're not playing and, and the team's getting success I think it's it's difficult from a personal point of view obviously you, you're delighted that the team's doing well and, and focusing on that but as a personal perspective you want to, you want to be involved and you want to you know, be out in the training pitch having a, a bit of banter with the lads Obviously, you see them when they come in from changing rooms, but obviously, when you're when up in the gym and you're looking out and training at the boys, are having a laugh and and a joke and stuff. But it's um, that's a, that's the only kind of thing that was that was bothering me. You know, me and Mister McLeish had a had a chat, and you know, we had I wouldn't say clear their talks, but obviously, I, I vented my you know personal opinion that what what I wanted to do, and he accepted that, and there was no animosity, no you know anger vented between between either of us. Um, you know, I will text him after, you know, they won the the two games to get into the the playoff, and you know he, he re- replied quickly. So, you know, there's no animosity between me and Mr. McLeish at all, and like I can say hopefully I'm still on his plans. Very polite, Mr. McLeish. Mm. So, uh, Mr. Hannah, what did you make of those comments? Because there the, there became this wider picture. I'm not talking about Lee Griffiths individually. I'm talking about all the players who withdrew from the Scotland squad for their own and varied varied reasons. But all of a sudden it became this thing That they clearly don't want to be there And you know there's a lack of commitment to the national team And so on Just listening to, to, to Lee Griffiths He certainly sounds like he really wants to play for the national team going forward Yeah and he will play for the national team going forward Of course he will Stephen Fletcher did very well In the two games against Albania and Israel But, but Lee Griffiths will come back in For no other reason than We're not exactly thick on the ground for strikers um, There was no Griffiths There was no Stephen Naismith for the last double header And that meant Stephen Fletcher came from from nowhere back into Alec McLeish's plans. So I would anticipate next qualifier way and far off Kazakhstan in March, start of the Euro 2020 qualifiers. I would think Griffiths and Naismith and Fletcher and and probably any other as well will all be in the squad travelling. Can't disagree with that. I think you've got to get your best players and guys that can grab your goal. The most important thing for Lee Griffiths just now. Is to get into the Celtic starting lineup um, more regular, um, so he'll be aiming for that. And then when the Scotland games come around, I am one million percent certain if fit, he will be picked. Um, what about 
at club club level like you say you would imagine going through this hectic and it is hectic this fixture schedule coming up it's mm-hmm. absolutely jam packed you would imagine he's going to have to play a, a big part in that I mean Odson Edward can't play every minute of every game especially you've got big European games coming up as well as a domestic schedule as well Yeah I, I won't be surprised If he comes out at Fir Park tomorrow Gordon Or he'll certainly start uh, Saturday yeah, at home one, one, one or the other Yeah one think. or the other Because I looked at Edward And, and Sunday he, he wasn't up to his usual You know Sharpness of The player that he is And the ability he's got So sometimes It's good if you've got Another quality striker there Coming back with a bit of hunger As Lee Griffiths showed When he came on against Hamilton Scored that free kick uh, it's a great opportunity to throw him in and freshen things up a little bit. I mean, Roger Odson Edward has been very good in that period, but surely at any level of football to bring the best out of the guy who's in the team, you need someone good snapping at his heels and making him aware that he can't take his position yeah, for granted. I'm not saying that Edward was doing that, but it, it surely brings out the best in them both. Yeah, and I think Brendan Rogers would tell you the presence of Lee Griffiths always seemed to bring the best out of Musa Dembele. Uh, and vice versa at different times in their Celtic careers so a fit and firing Lee Griffiths will make sure Odson Edward stays in his toes if the situation's reversed and Griffiths becomes first pick and you can rule that out you know the way Griffiths has shown his Celtic career scored 100 goals for Celtic you know that would the presence of Edward would again keep Griffiths on his toes what will be fascinating for me is whether or not there's a third one Arrives in January To keep them both on their toes Because Griffiths has missed An awful lot of the first half of the season It's put a big burden on Edward And if anything were to happen to Edward In terms of an injury you know, It does leave Celtic short Of, of genuine striking mm. options 0141-951-1025 Alan is a Celtic fan Alan just before you, you move on with your main point What do you make of what Roger just said there A third striker in January Is that a possibility for your team? Uh, yeah I suppose it is um, I think it's Lee likely. Griffiths has obviously proved that he's got an injury problem. Uh, hopefully, he's over it now. But if we lose Lee Griffiths, then obviously we've only got Edward on his own. Yeah, do you think it's at that stage, Gordon? I mean, there's always the you know when you play with one striker as Celtic do. I mean, maybe two is enough. But in times gone by, Celtic have had the three. I mean, certainly last season they had three as they won another treble. Is that is that the number you think Brendan Rodgers will look towards in January? Yeah, I think he would feel more comfortable with three, Gordon. Um, he likes to just play that one striker up, but you've got to have the bit of assurance that if anything happens, that you've got other quality to come in. Of course, he has that with Griffiths just now, but uh, I think it was Alan that said there that He's been struggling with a, a calf injury. He was working on his fitness. He's he's been doing very very well. When I watched him come on against Hamilton, he looked a lot leaner, a lot sharper. Uh, hopefully that will be the end of his uh, fitness problems. And um, I think Brendan Rodgers, especially with the amount of games at Celtic playing a season, it would be. I think mm. he'd be more happier with an extra striker there. Sorry, Alan. Your main point, please. Uh, I've got two points if I can, but my main point was uh, just a question for God, uh, for uh, Roger. Is um, does he, in his heart of hearts, feel that, um, as I do, that J- Stephen Gerrard gets an easy time from the Scottish press? Um, an easy. Sorry, we need to clarify. That. I don't think he gets an easy time. I touched on earlier on. I thought these remarks up at Petodre earlier in the season were very ill-advised. I thought they were silly. That claim. That Rangers for years had been, you know, getting the wrong, the wrong end of the stick from referees, and he took a bit 
he was criticised for saying that at the time. He was certainly criticised in my newspaper, the Scottish Sun, for saying that. But I think since then, and and I'll, I'll clarify this for you. Since then, I think any of the silly um, and ill-judged remarks coming out of Rangers Football Club over issues have not come from the manager. I think they've come from other unnamed people at the football club. I'm discussing things like the Willie Collum remark, Willie Collum statement, the subsequent Willie Collum statement and appeal, etc., etc. The manager's been very careful to distance himself from that. Yeah, which is what I can clarify that a little bit, Roger. Is uh, You mentioned the first game of the season against Aberdeen and his ill-advised comments. I think earlier in the show you said, I don't know who where he would, uh, who advised him to make those comments. But I think we all know where it came from. But uh, but on further on that one, did anybody actually think he asked Stephen Gerrard for examples? I mean, Gordon does it all the time on this show. If a, if a caller uh, makes an allegation or a suggestion, Gordon will say, can you give me some examples? Well, I, why, I, did I, no, I, why did not one press I, man Unfortunately, actually... that day, and I'll give you the sort of geography and the way this works, <laughs> those were remarks that were made, now I can't remember whether it was Sky or BT Sport, you'll be a better place to remember than me maybe, that was done in an interview down the tunnel at Petodre in front of the, you know, the advertising board, you've seen the sort of setup, if yeah. you like, and... When the media guys are at Petodre, we are in a press room, which is away to the stand. If you're watching in the telly, away to the stand to the left-hand side. It's actually in a different area of the ground. And unfortunately, Aberdeen don't have any tellies or anything in that. So oh, the, media, very complex. Yeah, the media guys were waiting for Stephen Gerrard. Stephen Gerrard came in, having not been asked to clarify the points on TV, and they actually, the the media guys, the daily newspaper guys who were there on that Sunday lunchtime were unaware of what Stephen Gerrard had said to the television because they hadn't seen the television, if that clarifies. So from there, everyone's really been playing sort of catch-up. Yeah, but Roger, he's been, he's been interviewed many, many occasions since then. You know yourself, though. Th- things move on. And by the next time he was in <laughs> doing the interviews, I'm quite sure whoever it was was there. You know, there'd be another topic to, to ask him about. I, well, I'll, to... I'll give you another example then. Mm-hmm. Um, last week, uh, the, there was at the Rangers AGM and uh, by a head uh, police officer in Scotland made comment about the Celtic, so-called Celtic celebrations after the 1-0 victory at Parkhead, uh, which weren't really celebrations. It was a thank you to the fans for the support. No, there was there was loads and loads of coverage about that. Uh, Brendan Rogers was directly asked by every every news agency about this the the behaviour of his players and could it have caused trouble? And yet on Sunday, the Rangers players, as some a previous caller commented on, uh, players and management were celebrating as if they'd won the Champions League, let alone the Scottish Premier League, and nobody has said. You know, is Stephen Gerrard was asked about that by the newspapers after the game because there were certainly quotes from Stephen Gerrard again in my newspaper, and I presume all the other newspapers on Monday right. morning, where he did criticise Morelos for the for the area that he went to. You know, I think he used the word incite. He doesn't want his players to go and incite other fans, so he was asked about that, and he did level a degree of, of criticism towards Morelos. For that one act on on Sunday lunchtime, what about his own staff? 
his own staff and it's himself and his own staff in terms of the, yeah, but, they're cele- but they're celebrations well I don't think it, 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 listen they won they've the gone, game they've with gone 10 one men. point clear what, 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 what did the staff do that was out, out of order I, I, no, Alan, I mean they certainly I'll, looked I'll, very I'll, I'll answer that Gordon after the game and I, right. I, I watched the game in the office on the television and they were very excitable in their celebrations but as I said at the time when the Celtic players and staff have been criticised in the past by the police and things like that if you can't celebrate with your own fans your own staff your own players it's a sad day I did think oh, you know, they, they are quite excited during their celebrations it doesn't bother me one iota OK Thank you to Alan uh, On the line It's 01419511025 If you want to join us At Clyde SSB Now coming up And this is a promise I think this will be the teaser Which ends Gordon Deal. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't like the excitement no, the, in your voice <laughs> The one last week ended me I'm not saying it's the most difficult que- question In terms of, of the answers But it's the question itself You always struggle to understand the questions This one is going to blow your mind That is a promise Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims For 40 years it's time for Gordon DL and Roger Hanna to tackle tonight's full-time teaser. If you've got a good question, send it in, please, to us. Full-time at Clyde1.com. That's full-time at Clyde1.com. We always set the question round about this time and we give the pundits until just before 8 o'clock, just before the end of the show, to try and come up with the answers. Please listen carefully, Gordon. Go. <laughs> We're looking for nine managers oh, that's easy. who've managed in the English Premier League Right. Here's the important bit. Right. And their initials right. come in the correct order in the alphabet. Now it's going to be easier right, if I the, give you an example. Uh, the boy at Chelsea. Uh, what do you call the boy? A, A, not CV. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll read the question the, the initials again. Initials coming so. It's like, like, so for instance, for instance, A, B. Care- caretakers don't count, okay? But if they did, goose. Hiddink would be one Because his initials are G H uh-huh. And G comes before H Right so <laughs> In the oh, alphabet right You following me? Yeah So for instance If there had been a manager In the English Premier League Whose name was Alan Brown uh-huh. He would be an answer Because right. A B Right It's never good when the question Has to come with an instruction manual Nine but managers But I thought I'd give this one a go Nine managers who've managed In the English Premier League Whose initials come In the correct order In the alphabet So for instance His initials need to be A, B Or B, C Or C, D Jose Mourinho like What? <laughs> I am can, can you give Daz a call please? <laughs> Someone Producer Andy Print off the alphabet And put it <laughs> Jose Mourinho L comes before M In the alphabet Not J Wow I, I, I knew oh, this God. was going to be a risk with you But I thought I'm I'd give so it a little bit of fun Is Goose Hiddink one of them? One of the nine? No because he was a, an interim manager He doesn't count Oh right right I'm with you okay. uh, English Premierships Right okay yeah. Right I'll, get, I'll give you one for starters No 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 There's, no, one, no. there's one there at the moment There's one in the league at the moment And he's a high profile one So if you think about that That'll, that'll get you in the zone Right I'm going to come out with a silly one <laughs> Shock Alex Ferguson oh, <laughs> Am oh, I missing this? Oh, this, yes. could, this could be a long night yes. This, this could be a very long a night Comes yeah, but The next right. letter has to be B well, You mean Jurgen Klopp 
I should have known. This is my fault. This is my fault. Right, I've got it. So if somebody starts with a C, it's a D. Next one. I did say that about five minutes ago. Did you? I didn't pick you. Roger, repeat it. It got lost in Gordon's madness. Jurgen Klopp. Jurgen Klopp. JK. Yeah? Right, okay. You see where we're going? Yes, 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 yes. You didn't really explain that very well. I tried my best. I gave you examples and everything, right? Jurgen Klopp. We're looking for another eight on the teaser. And remember that. um, Full time, sorry. Fulltime at Clyde1.com That's the address you need To send your questions in They don't have to be As complex as this one <laughs> I just thought I would try And fry Gordon Dale's brain oh, And I'm it's away. worked I'm It gone. has It has worked I'm gone Right okay Who's been First up Andrew Is a Rangers fan In Mount Vernon What's on your mind tonight Andrew Yes good evening panel I'm just uh, Excited about What's happening At Ibrox At the present time Under Stephen Gerrard mm-hmm. uh, I've been Every single match uh, this season and at Ibrox particularly they've been playing some great football and the panel's already said in in, in Alan McGregor and, and Fredo Morales I think the best keeper in Scotland and also the best striker at the present time in Scotland but I'm a bit amused uh, about the number of Celtic fans after their team's cup win on Sunday a bit bemused by the fact that they keep coming on the phone and saying Celtic are streets ahead it's going to be an absolute canter to the league well I want to ask Gordon Dale in particular what he thinks of this because if Celtic are so far ahead in the league, why are they in second place? They're also in the same position as far as Rangers is concerned in Europe, i.e. they're going to go to the last match with a chance of going into the knockout stages. So to me, it looks as if Rangers and Celtic are absolutely eatsy peasy at the minute and that uh, bodes well for the future of Rangers. I wonder what Gordon Dale thought of that. Well, they're not eatsy-peatsy because uh, Rangers are on top of the league just now. I know that Celtic have got a game in hand. Uh, but you've got to take into consideration, Celtic have just won their seventh trophy in a, in, in a row. They've had a, 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 a squad there that's played together for a few years. Rangers, 15 new signings in the summer, new manager, new coaching staff. Uh, I think Rangers have got to take a lot of credit for the way they're going about their business, especially at Ibrox. The fans are excited. I think the the big test for them was Sunday. And even when they went down to 10 men, um, I thought they looked very comfortable. And I, I'm delighted that just now, and remember, nothing's won in December. Still a lot of football to be played. The League Cup is. Well, well, apart from that, and right. the December manager of the month award, yeah, it's yeah, okay. it away from Tom X Factor, X Factor, yeah. Um, but the league is not one in December. Let me say, there's still a lot of football to be played. Everybody's gearing up to the 29th, but that's to me is not going to be mm. a, a decider. But it'll be a good sort of a. Gauge to see where Rangers really are I mean Andrew You're obviously right In the case you put forward With regards to the league And with Europe But you would understand Any Celtic fan Listening to that And saying well We've won a trophy And, and, and Rangers haven't And perhaps that's Why things aren't Equal at the moment That, that would well, be fair Would it not? Yeah To an extent But I just Find it incredible That there are So many Celtic fans Coming on uh, To the phone-in shows And, and almost kind of uh, Pre-gloating uh, the, the end result and it gets a wee bit kind of over the top in my opinion but I'm just uh, pointing out that Rangers are top of the league and the big thing, the big test will be the match at Ibrooks on the 29th of December I think and with that 
having watched Rangers at Ibrox every single game this season, I think Rangers will win. Roger? Well, there's a great deal of confidence coming out of Celtic supporters tonight. A great deal of confidence coming out of Rangers supporters tonight. They, they can't all be right, Gordon. Um, I think it will be fascinating. There's a point in it just now, Celtic having a game in hand. If that situation remains the same through the month of December, and there are an awful lot of fixtures for both clubs in this month, it's a, the most hectic month of the year in terms of games. Um, if that is still the case on the morning of December 29 we'll probably have what we haven't had for a very long time is a quite a kind of eeksy-peeksy game at Ibrox on the 29th. It'll be a game where Celtic won't go in as overwhelming favourites mm. as they have done for as many derbies as I can remember now, Gordon. And it's exciting times again. Whoever wins, whoever prevails, whoever's top of the league at tea time on December 29, it's an exciting time for once. Andrew, I mean, the, the excitement is understandable because as the guys have been talking about all... Evening and, and for weeks now Rangers are so much improved There's a lot to like about the team But I mean You're, you're, you're putting up a case for, for where Rangers are at the moment You still would have won The League Cup at the weekend Surely That, you would, have, that would have been the, the preferred outcome Well There's something uh, Psychologically Has uh, improved By not being in the League Cup Final on Sunday And that is the fact that we Played against Hearts And were able to go Top of the league So there's Kind of something in the fact That we might have traded uh, The League Cup win uh, For going top of the league uh, yes, the, the, the result against Aberdeen in the semi-final wasn't so good, although Rangers had most of the play in that match. Uh, I watched Celtic. I was I was at Hamden on Sunday and I, as a neutral was watching Celtic and Aberdeen. And to be honest, you know, I think Celtic were all that great shakes uh, in winning the cup. And uh, I just have to keep pointing out that I think Stephen Gerrard's done a fantastic job coming to Ibrooks. He he. he Plays a fantastic style of football, and I just think, it's, as the panel said, it's exciting times for Scottish football, and all will be revealed, so to speak, uh, uh, just before the new year. Okay, thank you to Andrew and Mount Vernon. If you want to join them, agree or disagree, 01419511025. On Twitter, we are at Clyde SSB. We've got some good answers coming in on the teaser, Roger. I don't want to see you anywhere near your phone because I don't want you reading any of these. Uh, Colin Johnson's got a couple. I like that. In fact, he's got three of them. Three? Some of the usual suspects. The the great knowledge on here. Hugh Moan's thrown one in. Many mm. you got, Raj? What about Gerard? Who are you? Ah, I had Tim. Yes. That was my one. Brian Clough, is he too old? Yes. Oh, you've got the bit between your teeth now, which is remarkable considering you I thought had... the A and F were next <laughs> no, to each other no, in the, the I, alphabet I five think minutes ago. I explained the question all wrong, Gordon. Roger? Are you are you going to sit there and let him blame my explanation for that answer? I think you're absolutely right, does. I cannot believe it. I gave you the clearest example I what, possibly could what have. What about... Let me repeat the question for anyone right, who hasn't heard it, OK? Right, OK. Name the nine managers who have managed in the English Premier League whose initials come in the correct order in the alphabet. For example, Goose Hiddink. G, yeah. H. You're G comes that. before H. In the alphabet The guys have got Brian Clough A B C yep. You've also got Jurgen Klopp J K uh, what And Gerald Tully I, I don't know if he's too old Laurie McMenemy No Oh What a shout that That's me back up there Alright 01419511025 Is the phone number you need uh, The Twitter handle you need is At Clyde SSB Where you can put your football points across Or give that teaser a go oh, I'm looking There's some 
Tough ones in there Definitely some tough ones left So I'm looking forward <laughs> And now that Gordon DL Understands the concept And he's got his copy Of the alphabet Sellotaped to his desk In front of him Like he used to have In primary one He's got it there. He actually has He's written it out Brilliant Frank's in Springburn Hi Frank How you doing guys? Good thank you What's on your Good mind man. tonight? Uh, yep, can I ask uh, Roger Mastermind And um, Carol Molden Jr A couple of questions <laughs> <laughs> Frank I'm not on here Just to have a go At my, my nose Come on uh, who, who's talking about your nose? Well, Carol Malden is famous for having a big nose, isn't is he? Not? Oh, see, I didn't know that. That's you that suggested that. No, we're talking about the hat and the feet at the raincoat. <laughs> anyway, anyway when, my question is this. So when did um, a new club become the top of the, the tree in Scotland? When, since when did they belong there? That's my first question. They're a new club. They've never, they've never been to the top of this league. All oh, right, it's one of those calls. I was wondering mm, where I, that was going. Got you. There's always I, one. Yes. My second question is: Brendan went to see a player uh, on Monday. Said after the, the cup final, he was going to meet a player in his representatives. I just want to know if any of you know who it was. Oh, he, he wouldn't tell us. Any ideas though, Roger? I'm sure you've been digging around. Uh, no. Oh great that, 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 that's, that's that then Let's uh, Care to speculate Which area of the field The said player may be Well A lot will depend on Outside Factors Will Dedrick Beata Still be at Celtic Beyond the end of January If the answer's no Then I would imagine He was away looking at a centre half If the answer's yes Perhaps he was away looking at a striker Because we've already said in the show There are only two strikers There um, Celtic fans come onto the show they plead for a new right back So perhaps it was a right back he was going to look We, we genuinely don't know But as I say A lot will depend on Outward activity Before they look at Inward activity um, What do you think Frank Is that is that the area? Dedrick Boyata potentially we need, uh, Well it looks like Benkovic will be off game And possibly he could go in January But he's obviously away in the, At the end of the season Yeah. And uh, well I think Boyata's <laughs> off game as well So I think we're going to need Two centre half A right back and a striker Gordon Deal. Um I think um definitely centre half, yes. Um a right back. Let's think you've got to say everybody's been saying it for the last what seven, eight months, will Celtic bring in a right back to replace Lustig But you you can't fault the lad's effort and the way he's went about his business and the sort of player he is. But I think they need a bit of cover there, and I think that we were talking earlier, Gordon. Centre mm. forward I think For the games ahead I don't think you can just Keep risking Edward and Griffiths Up against Motherwell At Fir Park tomorrow Of course Let's hear from Stephen Robinson If we go and try And outplay Celtic You know The reality is We'll lose the game You know History tells you That you'll lose the game um, You know And we've had to Tweak things We've had to change things You know We haven't been quite as physical We haven't had um, People that were Wrapping about We've had to put more Footballers into the team Due to injuries And, and circumstances so um, it's important if you look at our team on Saturday, you know, with, with Barry and Christian um, playing two young boys, Alan Campbell, David Turnbull, you know, so it's important we get a bit of experience back into that team again, a bit of know-how um, and get back to doing the basics better than the other team. We needed a game very quickly uh, and we've got that on Wednesday. We know what Celtic are, you know, the, you know their achievements is uh, everybody knows how good a side they are. And as I say, if we don't put the... The free stuff into our game and do the simple things well. It'll be a long evening. We're more than capable of that. We've showed that we will bounce back. We've showed that we have got good characters in the team, and you know we've got boys available again that I think automatically strengthens our team um, in terms of the bits I spoke about.
Sort of hard to gauge Motherwell going into this one Gordon If you want to go back to the last home game You could maybe build a case That they can make like difficult for Celtic The 3-0 win at home to Aberdeen um, Go back to their most recent fixture though A fairly disappointing performance In a 2-0 defeat at Livingston So which one is it going to be? Bit of hot and cold just now I don't think the Motherwell manager knows What they're going to get But it's the fact that they're coming up against Celtic Who won the trophy on uh, Sunday Good incentive to go and try and get one over them I watched them against Aberdeen, Gordon. Um, that Saturday, I went to I went along a game, and they were they just looked a different Motherwell team. They were absolutely terrific. They chased, they worked, they fought for every second ball. They got their goals. They could have probably beaten Aberdeen a lot more than three, but they're up against a different animal tomorrow night, and they will need to go out there with the same attitude, roll the sleeves up, and hopefully get a bit of luck. That will only get them a result Because if Celtic play on the night They'll have too much for them Full time at Clyde1.com That's the address you need to send your questions in They don't have to be as um, outside the box as this one We're looking for nine managers Who've managed in the English Premier League Whose initials come in the correct order In the alphabet Guys like Brian Clough B C Gerard Houllier G H Jurgen Klopp Anymore? I'm oh, staying in G H Glenn Hoddle Yes Roger Hanna, he's, he's leaving you behind for the first time ever. Paris stars with a Man City one, Alan Ball. Yes. Oh, I never got him. And I, mm. I was trying to get through all, all the Scots lads. I think one of them's bagged down. Ricky Sprager. Yep. Well oh, done. Roger. That means you've only got three to get on the teaser. Stay tuned and find out if the guys can get it. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Get the result you deserve. Talk to Thompson's.com. Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Roger Hannah and Gordon DL are here and they're trying on tonight's full time teaser. Sent in by John Smith. Um, I'm sure it was John. Hope I've not uh, just misrepresented that one. But uh, full time at Clyde1.com if you want to send your questions into us. This one. Um, this one is. is Interesting, I must say. We're looking for the nine managers who've managed in the English Premier League whose initials come in the correct order in the alphabet. So guys like Alan Ball, A B, Brian Clough, B C, Glenn Hoddle, Gerard Hulier, Jurgen Klopp, Ricky Sprager. Gordon kicked this off by saying Alex Ferguson. A before I, I, I don't know either. We've and picked I, up a bit since then, Gordon. I, I could hear him during the break thinking out loud and he was <laughs> he was asking himself if there would perhaps be one with the initials WX. <laughs> what what type of name Walter X Factor would begin <laughs> WX. You got any more? A B. Eddie Boothroyd at yes, Wofford. Eddie ah, Boothroyd. That's a great shout from you, Roger Hanna, which means you've only got two to get. And I'm just looking behind it. If I can give the, the listeners a wee view of the studio, there's a TV behind you, Gordon, with Sky Sports News and ah. all the teams going along the bottom. So there is. Swansea City. Francesco Guidolin. Oh, that's the one I thought you wouldn't get. Oh, I'm devastated, yes. I was so sure you wouldn't get that one. Francesco Guidolin. You've got your hand into yeah, that, you boy. Do. Right, you've only got one and you've plenty of time. To get it Kevin is a Celtic fan From Paisley What's your point tonight Kevin? Hi can you hear me guys yeah? Yep got Hi, you Kevin, Kevin. Um, No I, My call's really about um, Celtic uh, Obviously our recent wins Good at the weekend Winning the cup final But Regarding um, Austin Edwards Just hmm. really the, the past couple of games That I've watched um, I don't think Long term He is Our answer up front um, I think We should be looking Possibly to get another striker. Um, I just think the past few games that I've watched them play, 
not impressed whatsoever. Um, I don't think he's anywhere near a nine million pound striker. Um, just want to see what the panel think about that. I thought I thought on Sunday he was below par. I've, I've got to be honest, but I think the boys are very very talented player indeed, Gorn. Um, yes, he struggled at the beginning with the nine million pound tag. But slowly but surely, he's shown that the ability and the belief that the Celtic manager's got in him. I think the boys get everything mm. in his locker to be a top player. I really do. And um, I think Lee Griffiths will find it very hard to get him out of the team. I mean, Kevin, he's, he's scoring one and two this season. He had that wee run, didn't he, where he was eight and eight, in fact. But, I mean, you're right. The last four, I think he's gone without scoring. What, what, what is it in particular, though, that, that, that you're not seeing? In, in the European games I've, I've been watching... Basically, the recent games that I've watched, I've not been. There's not been a game that I said he's he played really good there. You know, um, I just I just don't see the the, the quality um, in him as a striker. Sometimes, like the games, the game against Rangers in the past, where he scored as a two goals, I think was um, that has been one of the one or two games where he did play good as such. But I just I don't see that kind of mm. that that quality that I think. I want him to be my main striker and too, I think a lot of um, victories in the past while probably have made him masked as um, it was just said a minute ago about below par performance even at the weekend in the cup final I just think most of it, it to be honest it, <laughs> I'm uh, my like having a mid-life crisis I've not been in the past past years I've not kind of watched Celtic play a lot but this year I've kind of took more of an interest in watching the games and I just don't think um I from what I've seen him that he is the, the answer up front Roger what do you think overall I mean I, th- I think the lad's defence he's had to carry an awful large burden in the autumn he's played almost every game he's played almost every part of every game you know Dembele left on transfer deadline day for Leon. Lee Griffiths has an injury fit various fitness problems throughout the autumn so he's probably played more minutes a lot more minutes than either he or Brendan Rodgers was anticipating him playing um, just because he's a £9 million player doesn't mean he plays every minute of every game and I think had Griffiths been fit he's still 20 as well of course isn't yeah he? there would have been more rotation I think if Griffiths can get back to the way he was and Brendan Rodgers can rotate the two of them then it might give Edward the opportunity to get back to the way he was when he was scoring goals at Ibrox a year ago I mean Gordon he's got I think he's got five in Europe this season mm-hmm. there was the one recently against Leipzig um the, the one in Salzburg Which ended up not really counting for much And then you know the rest in the qualifiers So he's, he's at least shown in that stage What he's capable of Yeah I think he's a terrific player Gordon I think he's a real real talent And uh, I think Brendan Rodgers agrees with that Because he paid out a hefty fee for him He's a young lad He'll have his, his highs and his lows uh, Just now to, He finds that consistency Of playing at that level Week in week out But if you look at him as a striker He's got everything there to be a top striker. And I know that he's going through a little spell just now. As I said, I wouldn't be surprised if Griffiths comes in, uh, whether it's tomorrow night at Fir Park or Saturday, to just to give him a bit of breathing space, put him back onto the, the subs bench. But he's certainly one for the future. He's a young guy and he'll certainly bang in goals. I don't think there's any fear that he's got to be a top striker. Ja- January transfer window then, do you think we should ignore up front and look at kind of defence and midfield in terms of signings no I don't I think I think that I, I, I said earlier about the amount of games that teams like Celtic are involved in and to just have two strikers 
uh, sometimes a little bit of a gamble, uh, especially with Lee Griffiths being out for that spell with illness and injury and the calf going a couple of times. That would have been a worry for Celtic and all the all the, the all the work lay on to Edward. I think you need a little bit of protection there, and uh, I think Brendan Rodgers might go for a centre forward, a striker. But that doesn't mean to say that Edward will be the one that will be. Uh, been left out We've got a goal In the Scottish Cup Thank you to Kevin and Paisley Inverness have gone One up on Edinburgh City Tom Walsh After just five minutes It's something I wanted To tell you about Before we go tonight This January Some of the greatest Players in the world Are going to be back Under one roof At the SSE Hydro Right here in Glasgow for the second edition of the Star Sixes It's got a really good look about this tournament Scotland have got a team England, Northern Ireland, Republic of Ireland, Wales And the rest of the world team It's three days of competition From the 4th to the 6th of January Ryan Giggs has just signed up for Wales What a career he had Other stars include the likes of Michael Owen Robert Perez, Barry Ferguson and James McFadden Will be pulling on the strip for Scotland If you're looking for a, a old stocking filler See Clyde1.com for ticket information Plus the chance to win VIP tickets I'm sure you all agree That would be a very interesting couple of days if you, Especially if you can land those VIP tickets So go to Clyde1.com uh, You two look excited Which always worries me But we've only got one left in the teaser So we'll wait We'll build up a bit of suspense You've only got a couple of minutes and we're only looking for one more What else is catching your attention With regards to tomorrow's fixture list Roger Naturally we've already covered off The, well, the Rangers I'll, and Celtic angle I'll tell you exactly It was a guest we had in the show A few weeks ago On a Tuesday night The three of us Yes And Gary Holt Tomorrow for the first time He would be good on this teaser If the yeah, question was for Scottish yeah. managers Wouldn't he? Well Gary Holt will go back to Kilmarnock For the first time ever As an away manager tomorrow This is a man who grew up Supporting his hometown team a man who lived the dream winning the Scottish Cup with his hometown team. A day he's had etched into his leg and a big <laughs> Kelly tattoo. He still stays in Kilmarnock. The night he was on the show, he told of his love for Willie Waters, the famous Kilmarnock striker of the 80s and 90s, who they revered as a, almost as a god you know, in those places. So he will be, for the first time ever, in the away dressing room at Rugby Park tomorrow. It'll be a big night for him. We wish him well. Can't be many managers who've gone... Gordon to the away dugout with the home team's badge tattooed on them. Yes, incredible story. He's a lovely lad. Um, <clears throat> terrific on the show that night. Very honest. Um, he's doing very well. He'll look forward to getting back to there because Roger's right. He lives round the corner. He worked with Kamarnak as well. He's a massive fan of the club. Uh, but He'll be working for Livingston to take three points off him. And Dundee against Hamilton is huge, Roger. And then Hibs against St Mirren. Oddly, I mean, St Mirren aren't in good form either But all of a sudden you're, It's not, yeah, it's not the Hibs that, listen, that we're saw, used to seeing I saw Hibs at the weekend for Super Scoreboard When the lights were on at Rugby Park And they were absolutely atrocious I couldn't believe how bad they were They're now six games without a win at all And they need six points against St Mirren tomorrow And at Hamilton on Saturday Another game I'm doing for Super Scoreboard It's a big, big week for Neil Lennon He didn't do the media duties after the game Didn't do the media duties today I think he knows there's a, there's a burden of expectation on him now Quick let's do the teaser Nine managers who've managed in the English Premier League Whose initials come in the correct order in the alphabet So guys like A, B, Alan Ball, A.D. Boothroyd, Brian Clough, Francesco Guidolin, Glenn Hoddle, Gerard Houllier, Jurgen Klopp, Ricky Spragia and I can take no credit, Gordon Dale What one is it? I've got two Second one Joking here What was the other one? Lou McCarthy. <laughs> Joking here Well done 
for someone who's struggled for a good 10 minutes to get the question, you actually did very well on that. I'm impressed. Well done. Go home and put your Christmas Alex tree up. Ferguson. And an equaliser in Inverness. Yes, Inverness 1, Edinburgh City 1 Blair Henderson with the goal Thank you to Roger Hannan, Gordon DL For joining me, Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard The calls and the tweets were as appreciated as always uh, So keep them coming tomorrow We are back from 6 o'clock A full fixture card, remember, in the Scottish Premiership I'll be here with Mark Guidi and Jim Duffy Pick your still up, Roger Hanna Stay where you are because Callum Gallagher is up next One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years.